It is almost time for the weekend on this Friday. You know what that means, right? It's time for another edition of the Speaking For Him podcast. I'm Adam McNutt alongside the host of the program, Mr. Andrew Gomison. Hello, Adam. Uh, I am Andrew, and I'm very excited to be here today on this great Friday. And I'm extremely excited to have today's guest with us, Kevin McCreary. Uh, is a freelance audio and video producer. Uh, he's the host of the Ceiling Fan podcast as well as the YouTube show, Say Goodnight Kevin. He's a producer of and contributor to multiple shows on the Blimey Cow Audio Network as well as the YouTube channel Messy Mondays. And we will get to Kevin in just a moment, but before we do, let's go to our quote of the day. All right, and... It says here that there is nothing in the world so irresistibly contagious as laughter and good humor. That comes from Charles Dickens. And that is actually from A Christmas Carol. And if you want to go back to the archives, you can hear our dramatic reading of the complete and unabridged book from last Christmas time. And I would encourage you to do that. Maybe a Christmas in July type of thing or early go. August or whenever you happen to be listening to this podcast. So, Kevin, welcome to the show. Thanks. You know, uh, I was listening to that quote, and it makes me think of a sad story. I have a friend who actually uh, had to go to rehab because he was addicted to laughter. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> it was pretty sad, but thanks for bringing it up. <laughs> <laughs> We're here for you. What kind it of things? It was pretty do... addicting, actually. People don't realize. What kind of things do they do in laughter rehab? <laughs> Oh, um, they don't laugh, that's for sure. <laughs> so they, uh, they watch Adam Sandler movies because, uh, <laughs> okay. oh. nobody's ever laughed at one of those. No, that's true, especially any sports relation. <laughs> All right, well, well. Thanks for having me on your show, guys. Yeah, I'm, yeah thank I, you for your time. I, I'm really excited. I, uh, I'm pretty much a, a Blimey Cow fanatic, so I got to know you through those guys, and, uh, so, and I, I got on your Say Goodnight Kevin channel right from the very day one, and it's just been exciting to see you uh, using this creative outlet. So I'm excited to have you here to talk a little bit about it. Uh, Thanks but, so much. But before we get into that, uh, let's talk a little bit about the beginning, because um, as Julie Andrews said, oh, that's a very oh, good place time? to start. Well, the beginning, That is a very good place to start. You're right. The beginning of Sorry Kevin. if I'm interrupting you. No problem. I, no, you're good. I, I, I'm, fr I'm familiar with your style of podcasting, and I'm fine with it. So, uh, Yes. But, uh, no, the beginning of Kevin time. Let's let's put it this way. Can you tell us a little bit about your growing up years? Uh, sure, yeah. Um, well, I was born in Detroit, Michigan. Uh, grew up there until I was 10. Uh, moved then to South Carolina, so I... I have lived in the North and the South. Um, I have a mom and a dad, uh, which is great. Uh, my social security number is... Oh, 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 you don't need that. Okay. We'll edit that out. I wasn't, I wasn't clear on all the details, so... Um, uh, give, ask me more uh, specifically. Well, are you an only child, then? Oh, okay. Yeah, I'm, no, I'm not. Um, okay. I don't know why I said yeah. I said yeah because I was like, oh yeah, I know what you're asking now. Uh, I have two sisters. An older one, uh, who's two and a half years older, so she's 
I've practically known her my whole life. And then I have a younger sister who is 10 years younger. And she was like, I was the youngest pretty much, you know, all my life until I was 10. And then all of a sudden, surprise, uh, you're having a little uh, sister. And I've I'd never experienced that. So that was quite exciting. Adam could tell you a story about that. Oh, my goodness. Not that this is a competition or anything, but uh, my <laughs> nearest sibling is 14 years apart from me and uh, was an only child for 14 and a half years and then had three brothers come along in the past eight. So wow. um, I, I totally know how that goes to uh, not knowing the word sharing to not having anything to yourself anymore. So, <laughs> Man, it, I remember the day that my parents told me, and I'm like, I had to go to school that day. And they told me that, hey, your mom's going to have a baby. And I'm just like, what? Mom doesn't do that. <laughs> I never had that. It was like, it's like one of those things where, well, it happens to other people, but it would never happen to me. Right. And yeah, it was quite the shock. Oh, but totally. I'm glad she's around. She's uh, Katie. She's now, uh, I don't even know how old she is. I guess I could take my age and subtract 10. But then I'd have to think about how old I am. And, I don't want to do that. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, as Kevin told me in preparation for this interview, he did have his birthday uh, the week of this recording. So mm -hmm. just want to let you know, Kevin, that we're wishing you a happy birthday. And uh, as a little bit of an aside, Kevin Seven was pretty. It's pretty neat that you got out seven videos in one week. So just saying. Well, thanks. Yeah. Uh, it was actually easier than doing just a regular episode because uh, literally Josh came over and we didn't... I had actually like several skits that I wanted to do and then it, it was like 11.30 when he came over and I was like, dude, I bet you we could just sit in front of the camera and talk about stuff and, uh, and it would be just as funny as these skits. And he's like, well, let's try it and see. And then we did it and I think, it, yeah, I think it turned out... Uh, once we edited out all the stupid parts, um, well, not all of them, <laughs> <laughs> then, uh, but it was a blast. We had a lot of fun. And, and I, I don't know, I feel like that's, um, I, I like being able to just be natural. I think that's what I like about YouTube and, and something that's changing in my perspective of like what comedy is, is being able to be natural and be yourself and, people actually connecting with that better than if you're just putting on a show well absolutely well as you know or as you may know from the title of my podcast um speaking for him is primarily focused on uh christian growth uh we do like to have a good time but we're also interested in knowing how people's spiritual journey is going and so could you tell us a little bit about how you came to know uh jesus christ and how he influences your work sure um you know, I have to attribute a lot of uh, a lot of that to my parents because um, I, mean, I was just blessed to have parents who uh, who had who had made a commitment to raise me, uh, knowing about Christ, me and my my siblings, and um, and so I grew up in a Christian home, uh, but then uh, it really, I think, going to college changes everybody. Um, but I, when I went to college and then I actually did some mission work in Argentina, um, that gave me some perspective on like what it means, uh, to be 
like to follow Christ for myself. And not, I think it's been so much of a journey. Like, um, it, you know, I came to Christ. I, I, I prayed a prayer when I was very young. I was probably four. Um, but then I've learned so much. And I think every year, you know, I look back at who I was a year ago and think, you know, wow, I was claiming to be a Christian then, but I, God's taught me so much and the Holy Spirit's revealed so much to me and I've grown, um, that, you know, I'm like, man, I, I was doing really stupid things back then. <laughs> and, um, you know, I can't believe I, I claim to be a Christian then. I think that's why I've always thought, like, I can't imagine writing a book because, uh, for one, I don't know how to spell. Also, <laughs> uh, because I, I can't imagine, like, feeling confident enough to, like, write something down and say, this is what I believe about uh, Christ and about my faith. And then, uh, because I, I feel like within a year I would I would regret it and feel like God had taught me so much about it. So uh, it was my parents, and then um, and then really living in a foreign country, and and a very strong Catholic country, and seeing a lot of people um, who were, even though Catholicism in South America is like through name, like by name, like the the president has to be Catholic. So a lot of times when people are running for president, they will convert convert to Catholicism just so they can run for president. And there's a lot of that sort of thing where it's not very genuine, it's just very cultural, and in a way it's superstition. And seeing that um, really made me think about where do I have that in my life? Am I going to church? Am I believing what I believe? Do I believe things because it's in the Bible, or do I believe it because that's what everybody's told me I need to believe? And so it really was eye-opening and good to have a time where I would, where I, you know, started to and continued to reevaluate where I stand in my faith and if it truly is, uh, if it truly lines up with what the Bible says, or if it's just what man and tradition are saying. And if it is just tradition, if it is just man, uh, then the Bible has to, the Word of God has to, uh, has to be above that. So absolutely. Well, Kevin, now we'll get into kind of the nitty-gritty of uh, why I asked you to come on the show, because I've been really impressed with uh, the body of work that you have that I know about. Um, I've listened in the past to the Ceiling Fan podcast, and as I said, I listened to a lot of the Blimey Cow stuff that you collaborate on, including the InnerTube podcast, which uh, you and I were kind of joking back and forth about before we uh, hit record here in the studio. And if anybody wants to know about content creation, that's a good podcast to check out on iTunes or Stitcher. Um, just a little plug there. But how did you first get decide that audio and video production was something that you wanted to focus on for a career? You know, that is, it, I would have to say that it wasn't even me who decided. Uh, it just was. Um, my parents got me a, uh, a cassette recorder when I was very young. I, I think I was also four then, so maybe it correlates with uh, my salvation experience. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> a lot of life-changing things happened when I was four. Um, but, <laughs> yeah, I remember they got me a tape recorder, and I just 
I would record silly things onto it. Um, I, I, it was so much fun. And so really audio was where my heart was for my, um, all the way up through college. Like I, I'd never really done a lot of video stuff. I didn't have access to a video camera and I didn't, I didn't really like, uh, video because I couldn't do it, prof- like couldn't make it look professional, but I could at least, if I was doing audio, um, I could record something and, and make it sound like it sounds on the radio. But I couldn't, um, I, I couldn't, I didn't have a video camera that was good enough. And so that, that's really what held me back, uh, from learning video. And, um, it, looking back, I kind of wish I'd done a little more video. Uh, but anyway, they, I, um, I learned, I would do different tricks with audio. I had a dual cassette player at one point, so I'd like record myself and then uh, play it back and, and interview myself uh, and doing different voices and that sort of thing. So I didn't even know what that was at the time. I didn't know what multi-tracking was uh, when I was a kid, but I would do it. And I also, I remember as a little kid, I, um, I had, I don't know if you've ever heard of Patch the Pirate. Absolutely. Okay. I used to listen yeah. to Patch uh, the Pirate a lot. <laughs> So I I loved Patch the Pirate, but I didn't really like the songs, and so I uh, would I played the Patch the Pirate episode and push pause on the recorder whenever a song would come up. So basically, I that was my first experience with editing, where <laughs> I just listened to the um, the story the without episode. the song. <laughs> yep. <laughs> All right. Well. And, uh, not have to listen to the boring songs. So. Well, I, I can definitely relate with a lot of what you're saying about the tape recorder as a young child uh, doing my best doing my best impression of a disc jockey and just loving audio from the very beginning. I'm pretty sure there's some incriminating tapes out there, which I hope <laughs> do not meet the light of day. Um, but uh, that's another story for another time. One of the really interesting things I've heard you mention a couple times is that you had an internship and still have a bit of a relationship with some of the people who work on Adventures in Odyssey, which is the focus on the family uh, radio drama that's been uh, running since 1987, I believe. I'm pretty sure that I listened from episode one on to now, and I've been a fan the whole time. But can you tell me a little bit about your internship? Sure. Yeah. Um, I... When I was in college, I I heard about like in you know my my let's see uh, cut all that I've said so far out because I've not said a single thing. <laughs> <laughs> um, when I was in college, I uh, my I, I heard about my friend uh, doing his internship. Um, he did it at some radio station, and I was like, wow! I, I wish all of college was an internship. So I couldn't wait to do my internship. And so I wanted, though, to make it good. And so I pursued one at Focus on the Family and um, and got it, surprisingly. Uh, and, and so that was my college internship was uh, actually it was with the Daily Broadcast. It wasn't actually with Adventures in Odyssey. Okay. Uh, but I, uh, I happened to, I didn't, see, I didn't listen to Odyssey as much. I, I listened to it when it came on the radio, but I was not like, an avid fan of Odyssey, 
but um, but I knew of it, and I very much respected Odyssey uh, for its quality, and I loved audio drama and that sort of thing. So I just didn't have access to all the tapes and that sort of thing. But um, so I, I had a host family. Like whenever you do an internship, somebody um, is, you know, a different person in the community. Somebody You stay at somebody's house. And so this guy picks me up from the airport, the guy I'm staying with, and we're talking on the way home, and um, and I asked him, so what do you do? And he works at Focus. He's like, well, I'm a writer for Odyssey. And I was like, oh, interesting. And he's like, yeah, my name's Nathan Hubler. Well, if you've listened to Odyssey, then you probably know who Nathan Hubler is. And I didn't know who Nathan Hubler was. So <laughs> we, uh, <laughs> I stayed with him during my internship, and we became good friends. And now I know who he is. He's uh, basically... He was a fan of Odyssey when he was young and then grew up and, and started writing for them and is one of the main writers of Odyssey and um, and a great friend of mine. Now, I actually, um, after I did my internship, came back home uh, and finished my college senior year, and then I actually went and I worked for Focus on the Family for, um, for about two years after I graduated. Oh, wow. And uh, worked on the daily broadcast, editing, and, and learning how to be a uh, perfect audio editor. Because uh, of all the Christian shows, of all the radio shows, they actually, their standard uh, for excellence is really, really high, and, um, and which is great. And so I, I now can't hear any audio um, and not notice all of the edits that are in it because that was basically it was like boot camp for uh for a long time and yeah so i continue to uh to edit for the adventures odyssey podcast a good bit um i don't know if if you've listened to that which anybody out there listening should check it out um it is uh if if you're a fan of odyssey you should check out their official podcast and uh, if you've ever heard their Avery Award episodes, um, I think the last one I wrote and produced and everything, and then I think I've done about three or four of those where I either wrote or helped write and uh, and produced. That's that's pretty exciting stuff, and, and now I'm all intimidated uh, because <laughs> we don't do an awful lot of editing here on the Speaking for Him podcast, and there's two reasons for that. Number one, I don't have a lot of, editing acumen and number two i want to keep this as close to live radio even though it's not live as i can because my goal is still live radio at some point i have a bachelor's in communications i'm just waiting for god to open the right door and i actually recently applied for a job so we'll see what happens but uh, that's awesome anyway with that being said now we get to get into what what I'm actually titling this episode, which is Say Goodnight Kevin, because this is what really brought me uh, brought me f- brought you front and center to my attention was really when I started watching Say Goodnight Kevin and just seeing your brand of humor and the way you go about that. So tell us a little bit about how you got started with Say Goodnight Kevin. Okay, well. Say Goodnight Kevin, a YouTube channel. Um, really, uh, I, I, uh, as you mentioned, I, I do The Ceiling Fan, which is a, it is a podcast about a kid who has a podcast that is 
uh, an, an Adventures Odyssey fan podcast, and um, <laughs> <laughs> it's very uh, convoluted. Yeah, kind of like Inception uh, a little bit with podcasts. <laughs> but it's fun, and I started it um, before I. Well, I mean, I learned so much of what I know because of that podcast. The difficulty with that podcast, for one, is that um, uh, appropriately it's called The Ceiling Fan, and there is a ceiling when it comes to the amount of fans that I can actually have with my show. <laughs> <laughs> you, have to, uh, you have to know what Odyssey is, and then you have to have that style of humor, and you have to, like, now there's been, you know, uh, 50 episodes, and if you haven't listened from the beginning, you can jump in, but it's difficult. And then um, it, I, I always try to make whatever I make better than the last thing that I made. And um, with this, because every episode, I believe every episode's better than the previous one, um, with writing and, and for mainly production, though, uh, it, it's become difficult to make. I've kind of painted myself into a corner. Um, and so all that being said, uh, there was there's a point where I was like, man, I just want to be creative. I want to create, but I'm so held back because I'm waiting on other people to finish up stuff for the ceiling fan. Uh, and I, I had recent, I had just moved here to Nashville and was hanging out with Josh and, uh, and his family a good bit, uh, from, from Blimey Cow. And they, uh, and I was like, man, I could do a YouTube channel. I should just, I should start one. And so basically with everything that I, I, I wanted to take everything that I had learned about media and about promoting and about creating a show and, and just everything that I'd learned up into that point and put it into this and just kind of test it to see what, what, what have I learned so far. And on top of that, uh, I wanted it to be something that was only, um, was only me not like because I didn't want other people involved, but I, I wanted something that if nobody else was there, uh, if I, 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 so I wouldn't be waiting on anybody to put an episode out. Like I could guarantee to the people who watch the show, I will put this out every week uh, because it's my responsibility and nobody else's. And then other people can be involved and, and help out. But obviously, um, you know, if, if it's the night before and I haven't done anything, then it's nobody's fault but my own. I totally get where you're coming from um, because I, I have the privilege of doing this from a radio studio, and I'm very thankful for that. But I also do my best to stay ahead of the curve, so to speak, and record multiple episodes in a recording session because of the setup. Uh, so yeah. that does present challenges. So I totally understand where you're coming at, coming from there. Uh why say goodnight, Kevin? Uh, by the name? Yes. <laughs> um, well, my name's Kevin. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, that makes sense. So that's, that part. that's one third of it. Uh, <laughs> okay. Should we go and, to the say next or the goodnight? Yeah. <laughs> yes. Uh, and also, I actually um, I came up with the idea in one night. Uh, like I was laying there in bed. I had drank too much coffee. If I drink too much coffee too late in the day, I can't sleep. So I was just laying there awake and I was like, uh, it's, I was like, say goodnight, Kevin. It's well, as a whole, it's a quote from the movie, um, uh, uh home alone. There's a kid in there named Kevin. And there's this point where, uh, the, the mom is telling him to go to bed. And she's like, she says, say goodnight, Kevin. And then the kid in a very 
Naughty Voice says, Good night, Kevin. <laughs> oh, behind the scenes factoids right here on the Speaking for Him podcast. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, then, uh, but also, like, my tagline is, I should have gone to, me- should have gone to bed, but I made this instead. And basically, originally, the idea was, um, you know, when I was thinking of it, was just to, to do like a vlog, you know, just me talking in front of a camera before I go to bed, and it can just be, that way I could just do stupid ideas, and, and it would be justified because I'm really tired anyway, so. Um, All right, well, uh I do have a co-host, even though we haven't heard from him in a while over there. <laughs> Adam, uh, would you like to interject in this conversation with any questions or comments? Yes, I would actually. That Kevin name question thing was just eating at me, so thank you for tackling <laughs> that. Um, I, I'm curious, have you, through all of your projects, stopped to think about like what is the most fun episode or project with Sagan Kevin that you've made? Like, what, what is your absolute favorite one you can think of? Uh, I would say the the episode where um, about the movies that uh, the movies that I shouldn't like but I do like. Uh, I I would say that so far has been my favorite to do, um, just because it, it's kind of bigger uh, bigger production reenacting uh, different films and and then definitely filming the part where Josh uh, is a whale. Um, was by far like we were cracking up the whole time. Like I was cracking up when I was writing it out, and then I like I actually built a costume for that. I, I went to Walmart and and bought a hoodie. It's actually a um uh what's that Duck Dynasty hoodie, and then I bought a bunch of felt <laughs> oh, no. and. Uh, <laughs> And then I got some like white felt and black felt and cut it up and and created a whale suit and he he'd already agreed to be in it but I was like um, I was like dude I built the whale suit and this was like <laughs> one day and I, and I did it and he's like okay and he came over and like he, he put it on and so like for the beginning all the way till the part where I was doing like the the gra- the green screen like graphics for it and stuff like I was just cracking up so. I, I was like, this is one of those episodes where even if nobody likes it, uh, I love it. <laughs> that's that's if, there, if I were to give any advice out there to anybody, which I will right now, <laughs> uh, I think that that if you think something's funny, then make it and uh, and don't care what anybody else thinks. Just know that your stuff is funny. Well, I'll have to look for that video and link it to my blog post about this podcast so that people can say. Or can see whereof we speak, because I'm trying to remember back exactly, but I know it was funny, because all of your shows have been funny so far, so... Uh, Well, thanks so much. Now, I know that um, most of the time, you don't speak specifically of Christian themes, but I am refreshed that you have found a way to incorporate humor in a clean way that everybody can enjoy, Um, and is there a particular Bible verse... um, that is meaningful to you as you pursue um, making clean entertainment? Well, you know, I was thinking about this. I don't have a specific Bible verse. I really believe in the hermeneutics of the Bible. And um, and if I were to say, like, a favorite book, I would say Galatians 
uh, is my favorite book of the Bible. Um, and, 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 you know, that's, that's had the biggest impact, especially since, uh, you know, like I said earlier about going to Argentina and just kind of reevaluating my faith. Uh, Galatians is a, is a book that when I started reading it and, and realizing, um, how much I was a cultural Christian rather than a, a true, you know, dedicated to believing in, in the grace and the power of the Holy Spirit. Um, however, uh, it's interesting that you mentioned that because I, I'm the type of person who, because I've been a Christian and I've enjoyed media for a long time, I've always uh, struggled with being a part of Christian media uh, because there is a lot of Christian media that I don't like. Um, I'm, I'm embarrassed by uh, the way you would be embarrassed by, like, a, a brother acting stupid at church or something. I don't know. Um, <laughs> and I... I, that's why I love Focus on the Family and especially Odyssey and how they are so dedicated and, uh, want to make quality, good media, um, and also share the truth with people. And I'm, I'm not as Christian, I guess, in my media as, uh, Odyssey even is. Um, but like, I, I, I think looking at, uh, what they say, uh, it, it's so entertaining. Like, they're, they're dedicated to, and knowing the writers of that show, um, they're dedicated to writing good stories, and that's first and foremost. And then what comes naturally is, uh, is truth, and truth is God. And, um, you know, if, if the Holy Spirit is living in you, and if you are pursuing Christ, then it should come naturally. You shouldn't have to shoehorn... Jesus into your media, or, you know, I, I guess that's what, I guess that's what I struggle with whenever I watch a Christian movie, and I'm like, oh, this is cool, oh, now they're giving a gospel message, this isn't how real life goes, and it just completely <laughs> takes me out of the, the story, and if I share my faith, and if I share uh, what God has done in my life, I want it to be natural. And so when I do an episode, like, I think probably the most Christian episodes I've done are the ones where I talk about my parents. And, um, but I, I can't talk about the influence that my parents have had on me without sharing the truth about my faith. So I never want to shy away from uh, the truth. But if I'm doing an episode about how frustrated I am that ants are crawling in my house, <laughs> I'm not gonna like, <laughs> I'm not gonna put in like, and thanks, the Lord Jesus for uh, these blessed creatures that are something like I don't know. <laughs> uh, I just it's a comedy show, and so I don't want to, um, I, I don't want to be disrespectful at all to, to the truth. I, I think, um, I think that's why uh, I am that way, and why I. I feel it as a Christian, I can still put out an episode where I, I don't have to be telling everyone that I'm a Christian in every single episode or all the media. With the ceiling fan, I struggle with that too. Like, uh, this is, you know, it, this is a show that is about being, uh, you know, it's about a show that is Christian. But I really feel like, I've always felt like the ceiling fan points people to Odyssey, uh, and Odyssey shares Christ with people. And so, um, the really the only episodes where I talk about my talk about faith at all 
are like the the Christmas episodes. And for some reason, I've just always felt like those were episodes where I could be a little more, uh, a little more bold, I guess, um, a little more preachy, um, you know, have a lesson. But who knows? Well, I appreciate so that, I appreciate your honesty. <laughs> no, I appreciate your honesty about that. Um, but that is definitely a struggle that I have. Obviously, I have a bent toward um, more faith-based stuff overtly, um, just because my primary calling is as a preacher, and then this podcast is an extension of that calling. So um, I'm going to be more overt than some people, and I think part of it is just realizing that when we look at people's ministry or whatever, we're going to look at it through the lens of what we feel called to do. And so we kind of have fallen into this trap of saying, they should do this because I'm called to do this, and it's not necessarily true. Um, and it also brings up the point of, uh, I've heard people say that uh, media isn't Christian. I think I heard Josh allude to this on one of his podcasts, Josh Taylor. He said media isn't Christian, people are. So the idea is that making something Christian media for the sake of it isn't necessarily an idea, a good idea. And one thing I always wonder about is, okay, well, the the biggest thing to me is I believe that you can be a Christian and not produce overtly Christian media. However, I wonder sometimes with some of the stuff termed crossover, how much are they compromising so that they can get into other markets? That's where mm -hmm. I sometimes have a little bit of a problem with it. Obviously with YouTube, at least at this point, you don't run into that because you're fully in control of your content. But that's one of my biggest questions as far as that goes. And that might even be a future podcast to discuss that. Yeah, like if you're ever, I guess I believe in being genuine, uh, and I, I, that's, I guess, gotten me in trouble at times where people think that I shouldn't be so honest about uh, myself or whatever, but I don't care. <laughs> I yeah. think I'd rather err on the side of caution, and if people are being genuine, then I think that's a good thing. Uh, if people are being open about who they are, and that goes both ways. Like, if I'm, if I'm being genuine... Uh, I'm the type of person who likes to joke around and laugh. And I, I feel like that's kind of who I can be on my show. Um, and, but if people are hiding, when it naturally comes up, I'll talk about my faith. And that's being genuine. I'm not going to shy away from it. But if people are being disingenuous by completely avoiding it, even though they say that it's a part of their life, but you don't see you know, they're intentionally avoiding talking about it or, or then, then I think that's just as wrong, you know, but I, I think that it's wrong if somebody isn't a believer and they're singing about Jesus too. I mean, you can tell, I, I feel like you can see, and I think we as Christians should be open to, um, should have our eyes open to like imposters like that too. Because uh, I think there's a lot of imposters in in the Christian media world, and we shouldn't just embrace something just because it's it's marketed as Christian. Oh, absolutely! I totally agree with you, and we've really enjoyed having you here with us. I'm just so stoked uh, that you were willing to come in and do this podcast. And I've been trying to get a hold of Josh and Jordan, one or the other, or both. 
I'd really like to 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 do a podcast for them too. So maybe if you could put a bug in their ear or at least recommend this podcast for them to listen to, um, sure. that would be a great help to me. And we just have a couple more questions. Um, the first one being, um, any final thoughts for content creators? Um, well, uh, like you mentioned, the uh, the inner tube. Uh, I if if anybody had any any questions or thoughts about um, content creation, definitely check out the inner tube podcast. Um, and you know, I guess like I said earlier, just uh, being genuine is so important. And if you're uh, if you think it's funny or if you think it's important or if it's something that you think needs to be said, uh, I don't think anybody... We live in a world where we can make media. Anybody can and, and put it out there. Almost anybody, I'm sure. Uh, there's somebody who can't, but uh, <laughs> I think people should pursue um, pursue their creative ideas and, and see what people think, but also uh, strive for excellence because uh, it is a competitive world out there. Probably more competitive now that there's so many people doing it. All right. And then finally, uh, uh, as I mentioned in the intro, Kevin is a freelance audio and video producer, and he will actually be doing some production work on our big 100th podcast here at Speaking for Him. So we're really excited about that partnership. But, Kevin, go ahead and give us a 45-second plug for your business. Okay. Well, uh, you know... Check out kevinmccreary.info. I've got my portfolio up there, but basically uh, anything having to do with uh, video or audio production, I uh, I do. And uh, I usually, um, you know, I, I can I can negotiate the price if, uh, you know, it's, I, usually, I don't have a price list up there is what I'm saying, but uh, I usually just go by... Uh, a case-by-case basis. All right. Well, we we hope that people will check you out and give you some business, and they'll hear a good sample of it in a few weeks for the Speaking for Him podcast. Thank you so much for being with us today, Kevin. I think this is going to be a fun show for people to listen to, and I'm so grateful to um, give you an opportunity to reach more listeners and hopefully for you giving me an opportunity to reach more listeners. So thank you very much. Sure thing. Thanks so much for having me on. All right. Well, you've heard um, Kevin McCreary here on the Speaking for Him podcast. Again, we want to say thank you, Kevin, for being with us. And uh, that being said, we hope that you have a great weekend. Um, We hope that you check us out on iTunes and Stitcher and that you have a great weekend. And as always, keep serving the best of masters.